0: As always, I'm your host, the Queen Queenpin. Guys, I've been getting those relationship questions again, and I had to bring someone along to help me sort everything out. My next guest does just that. So, let's take a moment out, and I'll be right back with Dr. Smith. So guys, like I was saying, I am here with Anton, oh, excuse me, nope, I got that wrong. Dr. Anton Smith. (laughs) So you guys know I love talking relationships because you guys ask me all types of questions. So for my listeners, please introduce yourself, Dr. Smith.
1: Um, hi, uh, Dr. A. Davis Smith, um, PhD in psychology from University of Michigan. Uh, I've been in the relationship space for years. My dissertation was actually on um, looking at um, dating purposes of Black men. So I've been in this in this area for quite a while, in this space for quite a while. And, and I look forward for the opportunity to kind of bring content that's a little different than what you're hearing from everyone else, focusing on that information that's based on research and data. So I want to bring uh, a little more rigor to to talking about relationships and having um, conversations that are rooted and based in data and, and fact rather than a lot of su- um, suggestion and belief. Um, so that's me trying to uh, help. My goal is is to help to bring information to to move the community forward, particularly in the area of dating and relationships. That's that's me, Doctor A. Davis Smith.
0: So, you guys know where we're going with this because. We've heard it all from, you know, different players in the game, different people in the game, and then there's one that we call him He Shall Not Be Named, but, uh, you know, I was drawn to yours because you were so different with the content that you're providing, you know, and I think that was what spoke to me because you seem So right down the middle, and it's one of those things. You know, you see people that are leaning more toward. You know, there are no good women. There are no good men. There, you know, you have to do this. You have to do that. You have to be a high value man. You have to be a a a woman that is modern, but not a pick me. Like there are so many things that are going around on social media. I think it's created a stop and and that's what's really kind of getting to me because even i was i was listening to something today and the gentleman said he was actually going to take a hiatus from his channel because of what he was seeing in the comments where he was giving a seminar toward women and the women weren't asking the questions they were they should have been asking because every time they got a they asked a question they got attacked by men Mm. in the comments and it was like whoa you know and and he even said he says i have a platform for the gentlemen so why are you here you know he says and i can't get the you know i can't get the effect that i need to get i can't make headway because you know there's so much back and forth going on in the comments right so how do we start this like how okay one how did you go from saying you know what i'm just gonna be a practicing doctor to hey i am going to be someone who gets on here and gives the science behind relationships
1: that's a great question um i've always been curious about relationships and and, in dating and and so my, my real world job is is human resources. And so I do a lot of interaction with individuals. And and so my, my psychology background always comes to play. And what I realized in, in kind of dealing with employees is people make choices. And for me, space approach it from from a, a pathology standpoint where there's something wrong with men, there's something wrong with women. and And I don't approach it that way. I approach it from the standpoint that we all make choices. And so it's it's really, I look at it from the individual basis rather than from the basis of the group. And so the question I have for folks is, can you live with the outcomes of your choices? And if you can't, the only one hurt by that is you. And so if you have super high standards and you're super picky and you're okay with being by yourself, then that's fine. No one else can say anything about it. So it's really about getting folk to focus on the choices that they make. And if they can't live with the outcomes, then they need to look at ways of making change. So there are really only two possibilities, accept what it is or change. And so I don't need to beat you up for that. Um, My goal is to get you to think about there may be other alternative approaches or behaviors that I can engage in that will give me a different outcome. You know, the, the old saying, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Let's do things differently.
0: So, okay. You're talking about doing things differently. I really have a question, and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but has social media really changed the dating game?
1: Yes, absolutely. For, for a variety of reasons, most of them bad, um, it's not all bad, most of them bad in terms of um, folks' willingness and need to do impression management, changing how they are or how they're perceived. And so you get a lot of fakeness. I, I did a, a video on catfishing in in online dating. So there is so much artificial um, impression management going on. And so it hurts because you, it's really hard to get to know the real person. Um, and so so there's a tendency to do that. But on, on the good end, I think it allows folks who would never meet otherwise to come in contact. And so it broadens individuals' um scope in terms of who they can meet and who they can get to know so i just think we're using the technology wrong but it does enhance our ability to meet new folks particularly online dating and in the dating apps you're you're talking to people as, as as broadly as you want across the country across the world if you want that you wouldn't come across any other way so i think it's good in that regard but how we're using it is faulty
0: okay yeah i i because i i totally i totally agree with that now, there are, there are people that come on and they call themselves gurus. And you and I actually have had this conversation prior <laughs> to this interview. <laughs> That's why you're laughing. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you are coming at this with facts and science, where we see a lot of these gurus or self-proclaimed experts who may not have and i'm not going to say that they don't have any degrees but Mm. they're not having the degrees in you know relationships they're not even some some of them aren't, aren't even calling themselves life coaches or lifestyle coaches but they come and they make these entire shows or workshops or seminars right and it's all opinion-based, but they're getting a large fan base. Why do you think that is?
1: Uh, Because it's often very, very controversial. It's it's for entertainment. And so one of the things that I, kind of my motto that keeps me grounded in in, in this space is, I'm here to educate, not entertain. I'm not here to put on a show. I'm not here to have you laugh and joke. I'm here to give you information that hopefully you can use to to improve your, your standing. And so so many folks are so wrapped up in trying to put on a show, being intentionally inflammatory or, or disagreeable. And so it's entertainment. It's 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 the it's the same thrill folks get out of watching the car wreck. You can't turn away because it's just such a mess. And, and it's just it's pure entertainment that it's 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 trying to live on a diet of cotton candy. There's no real substance. And so I don't consider myself a relationship guru. I'm a researcher, I, I am a psychologist. And I'm, I'm familiar with with the data. I know what the studies say. I know how to interpret the studies for folks that can't interpret it themselves. And so there's room in this in this conversation and in this discourse for what do the facts say? And so I have my own interpretation of those facts, and I'm able to put out um, models or suggestions or hypotheses that I believe this. Uh, you know, and, and but I'm also able to go back and test that belief. And so if I say I don't believe that men are only attracted to women based on their looks. I think that there are other things that, at work. I can actually do the research to figure out whether that's true or not. Most folks that say stuff, they have no way of proving it or disproving it. And so I think that's one of the big differences that I bring to the space is that what do the facts say? Opinion is cute, but what do the facts say?
0: And and that I I to, I get that because the thing is, you know, I think you know we hear things and things get so sensationalized. Yes. So. Okay, now, one of the things I did notice was we have this not necessarily the air quotes experts coming at people, but we have the fans, the followers, the super fans (laughs) who are now taking this moment to say, oh, well, you know what? So and so was right. And now people and, and it were it goes on both sides. I'm not just saying men, I'm not just saying women. It goes on both sides. So and so is right about women or so and so is right about men. So how do we maneuver that? Because even I at times have found myself walking into a room and it's like I don't know you and I have no clue what you're talking about. Right. So how do we maneuver something like that where we're kind of pulled into a debate or an argument, so to speak, that we didn't even start or weren't even a part of.
1: I think we have to go into these these situations with open minds. And, and so um, one of my biggest faults with followers of He Who Shall Not Be Named um, is though they treat him as though he was infallible and, and that everything he said was gospel. There were lots of things that he said that I agreed with because a lot of what he's talked about was based on psychology, based on evolutionary psychology. So it was grounded on fact, or or at least in, in theory. Um, but everything he wasn't, everything he said wasn't right or wasn't accurate. And so we need to be open minded and acknowledge we don't know what we don't know, and be willing to engage in in you know a discourse about what's going on with men and women. And, and we've got to be on the same page because one thing that he believed and I believe black men and black women, we need each other. We, we were made for each other. And so we've got to find a way past all this anger and hostility and, 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 and aggression that we have and find a way to have conversations that are productive. And, and like we, we, we've fallen to these, these hardcore camps that don't provide any real benefit. And if, if we don't move towards a more common ground where we can have, you know, useful conversation, it's, it's looking really, really bleak for our community.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, the first time I had heard, ever heard anything was when we had this hard era of what we call the red pill community. Yep. And then it was, you know, and we actually had, because we had the, gurus for the gentlemen and then we had a lot of which are still around femininity Ugh, okay it's like a huge tongue twister but i'm going to try this without <laughs> stuttering femininity influencers yep and some of them were teaching red pill in order to help women maneuver around around you know being able to date in the dating pool Right. So what can we get out of or how can we get out of moving toward those extreme groupings? Because that's what we what, what I keep seeing. How do we get out of moving toward those extreme groupings? Because we've all had a past. We've all had things where we've had an ex that may have hurt us or whatever.
1: Right. But
0: how do we get past the and say, OK, that was that person. That's just emotion talking.
1: It, it, and that's one from from a psychology psychological standpoint, that's that's the challenge. And so, um, it's hard to move past our personal experiences that we believe are, are are prove the prove the point. And so, I got dogged out. And so, therefore, all women must be bad. No, my choice was bad. Not even my choices. That choice was bad. And so, once again, it's it's having that dialogue that recognizes that my experience isn't everyone's experience. And that, you know, there are there are average behaviors. There are, there's normative behavior that we can say most men prefer this, most women prefer that. But once again, that doesn't make it true for everyone. So even the language that we use when people talk, they, they talk in absolutes. All men, all women, everyone. That isn't ever going to be true. It's, it's usually most or some. So giving each other kind of the grace and that space to recognize that there are going to be exceptions, in my experience, may not be everyone's experience and so being willing to have those tough conversations and 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 recognize that there are male female differences there are physically psychologically there are differences and it would behoove us to get to know how the other the other gender or other how the other side works um because i think that's causing a lot of the issues in terms of dating and relationships we're assuming that we understand um, what drives a woman, what she wants, what she needs, what she's looking for, once again, beyond kind of the individual difference of it all. But if I'm relying on my, 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 my brothers, my my boys to tell me what women want, my, my understanding is inherently flawed. And I think same thing with women. And so you may not like what men want, you don't have to. You can make a decision about whether or not you're going to be like what they want or something else. And once again, can you accept the consequences? Because we're not going to change what we want. You're not going to change what you want. And so most women, a lot of women, I think say most, a lot of women like tall men. Um, that is a reality that men have to deal with. And so you can't make yourself taller. So you're going to either have to find women who aren't bothered by height or be alone. The, I mean, that is the, re- the reality of it. So we need to accept each other's differences, whether we like them or not, whether they benefit us individually or not. They are what they are. And, and and stop complaining about the things that we can't change.
0: So, okay, are you saying that we need to learn how to change our vocabulary when it comes to even describing each other?
1: Yes, I, I think we we do it we we do it in such negative terms. It's it's such negative. It's it's it's, it's so it's it's funny. I had a conversation with my cousin yesterday. And we were talking about dating. Uh, she's in, in entering the dating sphere again, and we were talking about um, me and and what my preferences are, and she said, "Wow, you're a chauvinist, very very negative." And I said, "Why?" I said, "It's okay for you to have preferences and to you to like what you like. You like tall men. I don't. I didn't say that makes you you know uh, a, a hype bigot. So so like I said. So why is it okay for you to have preferences, but?" If a man has preferences in this particular situation, I'm a chauvinist or I'm a pig or I'm shallow. And so this negative language that we use to describe each other isn't productive when it's just, oh, you have preferences, Anton, and that's fine. So so we need to kill all this negative language that we that we automatically go to to describe the other side, because that makes it harder to find common ground. Yeah,
0: and and I'm glad that you pointed that out. So how do we begin to say, how do we begin to change that language? What is it? Is there something or some sort of exercise that we can do mentally to start, you know, even the self-talk? Because that's where I believe it begins is our self-talk. So are there any like mental, short mental exercises that we can do to begin to break those, you know, habits?
1: Um, I, I think it starts with, with finding opportunities or venues to have conversations with the opposite sex. I think it starts there. And then, as, as you said, kind of the mental gymnastics that you go through that, I'm going to be open-minded. I am not going to take personal offense to someone else's personal preferences. I'm going to listen. I'm going to approach this with a mindset of learning. And there will be things that I can take from this conversation that are be useful, and there'll be things that I don't find useful, but I'm going to approach this with a sincere desire to learn. I think if we enter into spaces in that way, then these dialogues become much more useful and much more practical rather than us being closed off and defensive before we even walk in the door. And so just being open to to change and say, I am going to learn something, I'm going to listen. And even if his description a man's description of the perfect woman is not me, I will not take that personally. Or the man, because she says she wants a guy who's six feet tall and I'm five foot nine, I will not take that personally. That is her preference. She's entitled to her preference. And I will just find a woman who does not mind a man who's five foot nine.
0: And I totally agree with that because I think that's really, how can I put it? And I, I'm I maybe I need to ask you, is it that we are, we have this idea of what our mate should be or the, or what our preferences are. And then we try to make other people fit into those preferences.
1: I, I think the issue, I think that's part of it. Uh, um, that And we're trying to mold folks into be what we want rather than accepting them as they are. But I, I think the, the bigger problem is there's a lack of understanding on the individual level of our own wants versus our needs. And so, so, People treat them as though they're the same thing. And so they they, kind of use the the want, need as kind of a general category. Well, no, you clearly have things that you need. Like, for instance, physically, we need air. You can't opt to not take air. You can't opt to not have water or food. These are things that without which you will not survive. And so from a relationship space, you have needs. There are things that you need to be safe and whole and, and, and well in a relationship. And then there are a bunch of wants. And so the the list of wants typically are a lot longer than the list of your needs. And so being clear on which which are wants, which are needs, and then being willing to compromise. And I think this gets lost. The difference between compromising and settling. You, you, You can't not pursue your needs. That's settling. And you won't be healthy in that relationship. But all these wants, long hair, six feet four, all these things that don't really matter that you can live without that's called compromise. And as adults, we're expected to compromise all the time. Why not in dating and relationships? And so, so what? She doesn't have hair down her back. Does that really matter? Does that really affect the quality of of our interaction? And so being clear on your wants versus your needs and making sure that, you know, your standards are reasonable or at a minimum, your standards are something that you can live with the outcome. And so if I've got very high standards, if I'm shallow, um, can I accept the fact that I may be single into my seventies? If it's not, if it, if the answer is no, then I need to change my standards. If the answer is yes, I'm finding the way, then I want what I want. And so I think that's where we we get stuck, making sure that we know our wants versus our needs.
0: Yeah, because going back to the whole social media thing, I don't know, maybe you saw it, but I saw it a lot. There was this thing with the whole, well, you know what? We're going to do the swimming pool test. I'm going to take her swimming and see if she has on makeup or not. And what I think most gentlemen didn't understand was while they were saying this, the actual makeup company started paying attention and yep. <laughs> started making sure that their makeup was waterproof. Right. I mean, right. extremely waterproof to the point where if we put on makeup, we have to wash our faces like five times. Right. so women were just saying oh well you do that i'm just gonna switch up the brand of makeup that i use so this became a thing and i think it was a competition it became a competition of now correct me if i'm wrong to see how you know one could fool the other
1: right right It's, it's, it's that whole catfishing thing yes and so and there's also a problem related to, directly related to what you said that we find ourselves in a space where we need to test each other to, to see whether or not they pass some, some subjective criteria. Does she have too much makeup? What is too much makeup? Is it any makeup? Um, and so so we, we test each other. I was in a situation where I met a young lady. We had been talking a lot over the course of a week. And she asked me um, after about a week, would, would I buy her some headphones? And so my response was, no, I don't know you. I, I'm not ready to invest in you that way. I'm continuing to get to know you. And so she took offense to that. And so she ended the the, the conversation. And, and I was like, fine. And you that is, that is what it is. And then she called me back and she said, I wanted to apologize, but I got this advice from a book that you can tell if a man is really into you by his willingness to buy you some nominal gift. And I said, so you felt it appropriate to test me after a week. Like, that's silly. And so why are we testing each other? Ask the question that you want to know rather than going through these kind of these 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 backdoor channels, the, the swimming pool. That's silly. Ask the questions and hope that you get honest answers. But then, once again, but then how important is the makeup test? How important is my willingness to buy headphones after a week? So we're, I think we're being a little disingenuous in terms of how we're dealing with each other, looking for ways to trip each other up rather than, really figuring out whether or not this person is worth my time
0: are you afraid that things have become more transactional as opposed to you know because we know of course we're not in the era of our parents grandparents you know we're not in that kind of dating era but in other words do you think that things have become a bit more transactional in the dating relationship
1: in the arena. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm going to say something that I hope won't get me in trouble. <laughs> but um, dating is the most socially acceptable form of prostitution. It just is. It's, it's
0: fundamentally, it's
1: fundamentally <laughs> an exchange of goods for services. Here's, here's how I can say that. You have a woman and you tell her, guy that, that, that she just met, he, he wants to, to date her, but he has no intention of ever spending a single dollar on her. He just won't. He doesn't believe in it. She won't date that guy. Conversely, you can ask the same guy: this woman that you met, she's never going to sleep with you till you get married. He's not going to be interested. So that sex and money are required components of their interaction. It's that's about as 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 uh, close to prostitution as prostitution as you can get. It's fundamentally the exchange of goods for services, and it it, it is. And so people don't like that, but. You take money, you take sex out of those equations, and you typically don't have dating
0: mm, i'm 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 glad that you said that because I think one of the things that I keep hearing and I hear this from both sides is, well, how am I supposed to be in a relationship with this person if I don't first find out if we're sexually compatible? <laughs> and this is like, you know, they have to have sex on a first date. The date goes well, but they have to go home and sleep with each other to find out if they're sexually compatible, and they haven't even made it to date two.
1: Right. So many flaws in that. So many flaws. Where, where do I start? So the, the purpose of dating gets lost. Um, the purpose of dating, in my viewpoint, is to figure out on this date whether I want to see you again for a next date. And so we haven't figured out whether or not we're personally compatible before thinking about sexually compatible, so if we're sexually compatible but we hate each other, where are we? And so, doing the due diligence on the front end to make sure that we are personally compatible makes the most sense because feelings can get involved when sex gets involved. Um, lack of clarity, uh, like all these things, get in the way when you introduce sex into an equation. And and I would like, like to be clear about you know we're talking about dating. Relationship follows dating, but we can we get through the dating phase first. Can, can we make sure that we we enjoy each other's company to have a conversation about becoming in a committed relationship that follows? And so when you introduce sex too early, it, it causes all these problems. And then another unpopular thing I think will be more unpopular with the men and women, I think part of the problem is that women, how do I say this without sounding judgmental? A part of the problem is women engage in sexual activity too early to benefit them. I think that's the cleanest way to say it. And so... Most men have, in their mind, a, a measuring stick about what too early is. And it can vary from man to man. It could be it could be the second date. It could be six months. But we have some idea about what too early is. And a woman who engages in sex with a man, quote, unquote, too early, will not be considered wife material. It may be as unpopular as, as anything else on the planet I've said, but if a woman engages in sex with a man too early, she loses the possibility of being considered a wife and she becomes side chick, jump off, whatever you want to call it, use whatever language you want. Because the assumption that most men would have is that, oh, she slept with me on the first date. She sleeps with everyone on the first date. Psychology 101, past behavior predicts future behavior. And so if I'm seeing that I was able to get you in the bed on date one, I don't believe I'm so wonderful and amazing that there's something that you did for me. And so it's going to change how he perceives you as a potential long-term partner. So it doesn't benefit a woman to jump into bed early. It just doesn't from a male perspective. This is what men think. Um, So once again, I'm a whole big fan of do you, you know, hot girl summer, do your thing. Can you live with the consequences of that behavior? Because I'm telling you what men are thinking when you do that. So do your thing, but once again, accepting the consequences. And, And similarly, I talk to men, why are you spending $800 on a date or whatever, taking her to Ruth Chris or whatever you're taking her? on the first date why are you expending so much financial resources on a woman that isn't your woman and so there's this, this disconnect in terms of how much we're investing early on in dating that makes it so so transactional about what can i get it's it's really become what can i get out of her if i take her to ruth chris we're having sex or can i'm going to get him to take me to the most expensive restaurant that i can get him to take me to so i can put it on the gram so all my girls can see. How how I' how I'm rolling. It's 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 jacked up and it's so flawed.
0: Agreed, agreed. But we're gonna pause here because of course you know I have to take that time out. And you have to stay tuned for part two so that you can hear the rest of what Dr. Smith has to say. If you missed any of that. All of Dr. Smith's information will be in the show notes. And make sure you look him up, listen to his podcast, find out what he's got to say on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, and also YouTube. But make sure you come back for part two. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy Shut